All right. Episode 13. Lucky 13. Lucky for me. Um, yeah, today I, uh, well, actually in a couple of hours, I'm going to go pick up Mr. Kali. Kali from Montreal's Kali and Dub, reggae artist, Juno award-winning reggae artist. Uh, been around since the late 70s, I believe. I'm um, very curious to see uh, the story behind uh, all this and, uh, you know, talk about what's what. Uh, basically, Kali uh, walks around the neighborhood spreading good vibes, uh, singing, playing guitar, playing piano, recording records, and all this jazz. So yeah, this is going to be a good one. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the bell and all that jazz. And uh, yeah, and also, um, you know, K-Man Don't Know Shit is brought to you by my friends over at InPrint, InPrint.com, where the contact phone number is. And, uh, you know, call them up, tell them that K-Man sent you and see what kind of deal you can get on, uh, you know, making T-shirts, uh, hoodies, baseball caps, toques, you know, all that fun merchandise stuff, pins, patches, you can do it all. Just call them up, say uh, K-Man sent you. And uh, yeah, let's get it on, Mr. Kali. Oh, K-Man don't know shit. Yeah, let's do this. All right, so here we are. You're mm. sitting in the studio, K-Man don't know shit with Kali. Who I don't know if you remember the first time we ever met, but it was the late '90s on a street in the plateau, just walking yeah, down. I think so. Yeah. I think you were you were always around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, always around. But then again, so were you. Well, you know, I meet a lot of young people like you. I met a lot of young people like you through the years who just, I mean, some people say hi to me because they know of me, mm-hmm. and I never forget them. You know, like yeah. um, because it shows that well, hey, they 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 know of me, you know, and. You know, like, uh, and you are one of those guys I see. You always mm-hmm. come to me and say, "Hey," and you kind of show me respect and stuff. You know? Absolutely. So you know that 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 that's really admirable, and it seems like I always see you around too. You know, so yeah. You know, you know, you haven't actually changed that much. Really? Eh? Yeah, yeah. You still look like the guy I met the first time. Really? Eh? Yeah, yeah. You grow up well, man. Good times, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, get jeans. I I know that you grew up, or you're born in Trinidad. Yeah. Right. When did you move to Canada? I was 14 or 15. Okay, so you grew up your your young teenage and your young life in Trinidad. Yeah. yeah. Best experience. I'm sure, eh? I mean, you know, it was just the 60s and 70s, you know, it was just, you know, the whole world was amazing. Mm-hmm. From, from the hippie movement to the civil rights movement, you know, to you could even say the rise of Rasta because Bob Marley was around then, you know. Yeah. In the suit with the whalers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, you know, that stuff. I mean, the 60s, uh, a summer's day in, in 1968, you know? Wow. When man went to the moon and all that so, so-called stuff. Magical and, era. And Woodstock and all that. It was just, yeah. I can't describe to you what it was like. It was like another planet. I Did, mean, you, a typical person might have flowers in their hair and no no shoes, mm-hmm. you know? And hundreds of people every Saturday in the park, you know, just playing guitar or, or having a rock concert. Yeah. You know, it was... In Trinidad, did they did you have a lot of North American musical influence in uh, Trinidad? Always. Oh yeah. Every influence mm-hmm. and still like from let's say reggae to R&B to like jazz, I mean, I listened to like Iron Butterfly, mm-hmm. I listened to Bob Marley, I listened to to Deep Purple. Yeah. I listened to like uh, the Beatles, you know, I listened to Marvin Gaye, Curtis Mayfield. Was that all on the radio? That's how it was back then. Yeah. You know, you had two radio stations in most stations and you had the top 10 and the top 40. Mm-hmm. And within the top 10, you'll have, you have maybe Marvin Gaye number one, the Beatles number two or flipped around. Yeah. You might have, I don't know, Elton John. You might have, a, you know, like a Chuck Berry, you know. It, it was just, you know, Elvis Presley. It was just, you know, it was, so there was, there was more, people had more in common, mm-hmm. you know, to dialogue about. And, and, and I remember the first time the Beatles Hey Jude premiered. Really? It came on at three o'clock in the evening in, in North America. Yeah. All stations at the same time. Wow. So I remember us knowing of the Beatles and this so-called special song, uh-huh. you know, that was being premiered on all radio stations. That we, we huddled by a radio about four of us just to hear this new <laughs> this new song. But that was it, eh? Back then, I mean, that's how it hit you was from the radio. Yeah. Was everybody, the everybody was listening to that. You know, mm-hmm. at that day, you know, yeah. Did you have um, a large similar family? similar when they played on the Ed Sullivan show and stuff? Yeah. Oh, right, right. Ed Sullivan. Know, that kind of that kind of vibes, you know. It was you know everybody was listening to the same thing and watching the same thing. There was mm-hmm. something about 
that, you know, that. I have a feeling Ed Sullivan probably really did have a, he helped shape that musical era. I mean, he had people that were considered underground and always the new thing, right? But of course. I, I don't know who, who did his booking, but he got the right people like Rolling Stones when they yeah. started and all, all these things, right? On Ed Sullivan. Yeah. He had well, everything. I think he, 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 he was, uh, um, you know, he was on his game in terms of like, you know, he knew that these guys were controversial, but mm-hmm. still he had them on the show. You know what I mean? I, I saw several clips of people like, uh, you know, like not just music, but him in conflict with a lot of people, kind of trying to prescribe what they should do on the show and they're doing differently if you mm-hmm. check it out a lot. Yeah. Because he had these, he had Elvis Presley, uh, he told told him don't do certain things. The Beatles and all, they had rules here to follow, you know. Right, right. And, and so that. did the Ramones. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, um, Elvis Presley was, was interesting. I mean, in a way, you know, he was the white kid that sort of, there's always that like kind of white kid in music. Mm-hmm who's going to make a lot of money, but who's also quite good, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and he was quite good. I mean, you have to imagine. That's why, you know, I'm I'm all over the place with music. I could tell you about Coltrane. I could tell you about yeah. Everest Presley. I mean, you have to imagine 1956. Mm-hmm. And you have to imagine a show with Elvis Presley, Patsy Klein, a typical show. Yeah. And let's say, um, what's his name? Man in Black there, Johnny Cash. Right, right. right? Yeah, absolutely. And his wife, let's say. Yeah. And yeah. they're all performing. And let's say they left Elvis Presley for last, which mm-hmm. they would have done because, you know, it's just... The king. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but not, not, not just, I'll, I'll explain why. Yeah. I mean, these people have songs like, you know, After Midnight, good songs and, you know, nice, moderate, medium tempo. But here, mm-hmm. here would be this this guy who came on with a, something called a rockabilly. Yeah. Jinky, 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 jinky. Mm-hmm. And winding his way. It's almost like the band before him. Like, they're good. Yeah. But that new energy... You know, and the way he's shaking, you know, yeah, yeah. So it's a, it was like a new phenomenon for sure. It brings it, it right back kind of, to it's nature, kind of, right? It's a kind of like yeah. kind of animalistic hype. You yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah, you know? I, I totally understand that. I mean, like, a, if I can relate it, relate it a bit to my my own my own story a bit, it's like sometimes I'll play with these bands where I find they're a lot smoother that, than we are, mm-hmm. and maybe extremely good players. Mm-hmm. But when I come in. We bring in the energy. Mm-hmm. You know, I often say- It's always about the energy. Well, that's it. There's, I, I often say it's the difference between being a Tuesday night band and a Saturday night band. The Saturday night band's not necessarily better musician, but they got a higher energy. <laughs> you, know? you know, it's a lot about a lot of things. I'll never forget one show I did here in Montreal with a lot of other reggae artists, local artists. And sometimes it's kind of hard to follow these guys because I'm a, I'm a guitar player, a songwriter and all those mm-hmm. things there, but they're like singers sometimes. Like real, I mean, I could call names, Melody and- all those guys, you know, yeah. they're great singers, you know. Melody, respect. You know, and all those guys, you know, they're good singers, you know. I could call tons of other names, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes on a show, like, I'm a kind of more on an orchestrator, like a sort of singer and everything. Yeah. But I have to do a show with these guys, you know. I remember one show, you know, the way I walked on the stage was the way that I set the tone for the show. Mm-hmm. A real rude boy walk. Yeah, yeah, like a real rude boy, like you know. Absolutely, man. Say, I'm all yeah, about right it. Right now, I'm me, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm me taking the stage here, you know. <laughs> this is what I go on. Well, you have to own your stage. Yeah, you have right? to. It's one thing my my, my father always taught me. Django, go lay down. He just wants to party. He loves everybody all the time. He steals the show. No, I say super dog. He's really super nice. My dad always told me one. Django, go lay My dad always told me one thing. You got a microphone in there. If somebody's not protecting it, it's yours to take. But if you're protecting it, it's your microphone, yeah, right? Yeah, obviously. And so you got to walk in like yeah, a rude yeah, boy, man. You have to. It's your show, you know? <laughs> Absolutely, because yeah. somebody else yeah. will fake it. I, and, and you see, another thing is, you, you, if you're a good band, you're called upon to do a lot of great shows. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I could, from The Clash to to, to Ziggy Marley to, mm-hmm. I don't know, UB40, all these bands that I played with. Yeah. I mean, they were hit bands, like, over the world. So mm-hmm. there you are having to go on before the those, the audience. They might be aware of you and they know of you, but still, you know, you're going on to support the before big name. Big name yeah. You know? yeah. so you, I mean, you're you, mentioning you, huge you can't, international you can't, names. Yeah, you can't be joking. No, 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 absolutely. You know, you know it's Toots and the Matals and some of these bands. Yeah. So what happens, yeah, if you want to, you know, what happens, I remember I did a show in Toronto Harbourfront with Lauren Classen. And it's always big events. Lorraine, yeah, 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 I know Lorraine. She's, she's an amazing performer. Yeah, that's, yeah. Why, that's why I'm mentioning her name. Yeah. Um, 
And those shows are always big shows, you know, like Caravan and Night or Night Before Caravan and 8,000 people, you know, fill up mm -hmm. the place and you know, shit, you know, 10,000 people in the harbor front, you know. Yeah. So anyway, and more, you know, sometimes I really don't, you know, I just know it's huge. You know? Well, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I can't keep anyway, up either. Yeah, I, I can't count. I really can't count when I'm in front of a big crowd, jazz festivals and shit. Yeah, I just, it's just a big crowd. Just I'm there to like, yeah, perform. Yeah, perform, <laughs> yeah you man. Know? So anyway, so she she's an amazing, like you, you've seen her, right? Yep, absolutely. And the dancing, she's yeah, she a woman, my, South my, African. She plays with my dad. And she shimmies and oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, and she's like, it. yeah, she, he know her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, she's a hard act to follow. Mm -hmm. I mean, she gets the audience like, oh, yeah, really man. she's working up a sweat. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so, so I remember I'm standing in the wings to go out after her. We were playing with a band, Papo Ross, you know, mm -hmm. Orchestra Pambiche. It's a Latin band and different singers, reggae, South Africa, Bossanova and stuff yeah. come together. You know, the great, the greats of Montreal. It used to be at the <laughs> Metropolis called Oye in the 90s. Oye. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Every month, mm -hmm. every last Tuesday of every month used to be packed with, like I said, there would be a reggae singer. And I, I, I performed a few. It was That's amazing. That's when the cultures were coming together. Yeah, yeah. And yeah it's it, it somehow... It just, you know, I don't know, that neighborhood has changed, yeah. gentrified. It has become a little more, less accessible to, For sure. to us. For sure. You know, it's more administrated yeah. by. Well, you remember back you know? uh, in oh, yeah, like late, late 90s there on, on the plateau, I had a four and a half apartment, yeah. four, uh, no, $390. But I mean, even beyond, even beyond just the landlord issue, you know, and the, the rent tenant stuff, you know, mm -hmm. I'm talking about the, the government has taken that whole neighborhood yeah, you know, and that whole, and, and made it into the Cartier spectacle. And mm -hmm. the administration is no longer like the days when you could go to the Rising Sun or just go to the Fufuni Electric, and it was really it was cool. It was yeah, a, I mean, it was yeah. it was just what it was, you know. And it was affordable. People yeah. could actually hang out these days. People don't have the money to hang out yeah. and be social anymore. You yeah. know, they take all that money and they spend it on their phone. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, to bring bring it back to the show, she said. Mm -hmm. She said. I said, how am I supposed to follow this? So when she's coming off, she's dancing all the way off the stage, dancing <laughs> in front of stop. me. No, she can't stop. She's, she, the crowd is, you know, is, is roaring and she's dancing right mm -hmm. all the way back into and smiling in front of my face. I said, how am I supposed to follow that? And she, she looked at me and, you know, she goes, ah, oh, shut up. Just go do your thing. <laughs> and, and really, and she was kind of like, you know, she's very yeah, adamant. Yeah. And, and she was right. Yeah. And I just went out there and did my thing. And, and it was just my thing. And, you know, I'm, 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 I could be, yeah. I could be, I mean, I could be taken with a spirit from, from, from the... But you know, that that's one of the things when you meet true artists. Yeah. Okay. A true artist doesn't have to follow anybody up. No, they no, just no, go on stage yeah, and they are thing, themselves. And the thing, people yeah. have come to listen to, to that you, person. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Because he's a real thing. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I dedicate yeah. that to you. you know? Even if you haven't, they haven't even come to listen to you, you know? Mm-hmm. Hey, you command respect. You, you have to, yeah, you have to, you have to respect them too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot, there were a lot of shows when people came to see somebody else and they back in the day they would boo off the great artists. I think Joni Mitchell or mm -hmm. great people would boo off a stage, you know. Bob Dylan. The first time, you know. Yeah, that, when you he know? when he pulled out the electric guitar. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, it, it, you have to be very careful with your audiences. You know, you mm -hmm. can't be too, part of it is, you know, you're a performer, you're up front, you're in front of the band, you know. Mm -hmm. it's, it, it's, it's humility, yeah. you know. It's like, you're not going to, you can't really disrespect those people who have paid $20, $30, whatever. Without co 12, the people coming to the show, you're yeah, just another yeah, yeah, guy yeah, yeah. on the side of a street somewhere, you, gotta, you, you know? Be, I think humility is the key yeah. to, to, to a great performance. And in the mm. humility too comes um, the religious nature of uh, uh, of preparation, you know, like mm -hmm. saying, well, okay, I have to practice or I have yeah. to at least make the band, you know? Absolutely. I, mean, I did a show, like I said, in Toronto lately and I mean, I could analyze the show for you, but essentially we had three guitars and one percussion. It was that kind of show, mm -hmm. you know, in the Dundas. Yeah. And um, we had three guitars. At mm -hmm. the last minute, I took an acoustic guitar, Brazilian style kind of mm -hmm. nylon string guitar. Yeah, I love it. I know, but but this is the thing. Um, so anyway, on the stage, I had two Brazilian style guitar mm -hmm. and I had a, a steel string. Yeah. Two Brazilian style guitars in a big concert like strumming is it's if you're playing by yourself and you're picking it's okay yeah, yeah but if you're strumming absolutely and and the, the song the side film men you know mm -hmm. were just on their phone like not really yeah, coming on stage to hear the you know so yeah. anyway to make a long story short again it's about performance mm -hmm. about even though the song was terrible and my guitar was probably songing the best mm -hmm. I took it off and I decided I was going to use my voice and my 
my body and my mannerism to yeah, to yeah. command the rest of the next one third of that show. Mm. Well, you wanted to leave space for the other two guitars. Well, that too, but more more essentially, I felt you know you know what, let me let me put down this guitar and go out there and start to do yeah, oh, yeah. And, you know little things Absolutely. and have some fun. Yeah, you know, yeah, man. deal with the audience. For sure, you for know? sure. Yeah. Wait, let me bring back when you were growing up in Trinidad. Did you have a large family or a small family? Yeah, eleven kids. Eleven kids. Yeah. That's a party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of action. Imagine six six boys in a room fighting oh, on, my on, on the bed, you know. But and was everybody into music? Most of us. Yeah. My, so my aunt was a classical piano teacher, and, and some of the great musicians in Trinidad are related to me. Okay. You know, not not closely related. You know, mm-hmm. you you find these things. Yeah. yeah everybody, but, there's a relation. Yes. There's always a kind of it's it's, it's a weird thing, you know. But mm-hmm. you know, there's a kind of a. It's almost like in African culture and in some cultures. You're chosen. Your calling is chosen more than you are chosen. You choose it, right? And sometimes those, like in other words, you'll find that if you're a musician, you're most likely related to a certain clan, a certain kind mm-hmm. of people who are. And in the Hebrew culture, it used to be like that too. You know, like they believe in chosen, in right. being, you know, appointed, but chosen for 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 different jobs. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, to make a long story short, you know, it's it's a, like look at Bob Marley's family. It's, it's, it's a, it's and in the family there is music. Not yeah. everybody chose to do it. Exactly. I have a daughter. One time I said to her, I said, I said, how come you you you're not doing music? She said, Dad, I don't want to starve. It's not that she don't like it. And so I, she's and smart. I, I never had the conversation with nope. her after that. <laughs> she's smart. Yeah. 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 I know so many like you know well as you do as well. But we know so many musicians that they they can't live off their music anymore. Maybe back in the day they had a better chance and it was still hard. But these days it's hard. Well, that's why before you know we were we were speaking and I told you music is just a subset of life. Mm-hmm. You know because life is life itself and there's so much more to life than just music. When you're young, you, your vision of music. Most friends that I knew back then, I was not like this because I was a band leader and I always had mm-hmm. to have a certain kind of, you know relationship with managers and responsibility even on yeah. the road I would get up early because I didn't want to be the one ever to be sleeping in bed while those guys because I, I want to be on the trip yeah, so man. I'd get up early no, I'm like that as well and I'd walk the city mm-hmm. sometimes around 6 o'clock even if I'm in the yeah. bed at 4 o'clock yeah. I'd walk the city yeah. like to see the city because you don't get a chance to see the cities you, you with go feet to. on the ground yeah 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 you don't yeah, get a chance you know you mm-hmm. drive in you know yeah. show blank blank blah, whatever you party with your friends you mm-hmm. go to bed but I I get up 6 o'clock 6.30 yeah. at the sun I walk the city yeah, I'm like that in my band I always get up first yeah. and I go get my coffee yeah, yeah, go go for a yeah. walk every morning but I want to kind of feel the city yeah. and and oddly enough mm-hmm. at that time in the morning if it's a good show and stuff you see people who have so yeah, yeah. Great show last night. The guy who's serving the coffee, his friend, you know, say, yeah, he played at the so-and-so yeah. last night. And that kind of vibes, you know, yeah. it energizes you. Absolutely. You, you Especially know, in yeah. smaller cities, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. even big cities, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you're not far from where the show was in any case. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, there's a probability. And, For well, sure. that doesn't happen all the time, but when it does happen, you know, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. people see, see, you know. It's, you played in Cali and Dub. But the, you still play in Cali and Dub? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, all the all the Cali, I mean it was Dub Trio, Cali right. and Dub Inc., you know, W five, all those bands were all, all mine. Yeah, yeah. I when mean, did you start that? I I was lucky. Mm-hmm. I came to Montreal, to Toronto, Canada in nineteen seventy two. Okay. At that time, just before that time and at that time, there was an influx of Jamaicans. Mm. You know, in Toronto. Mm-hmm. I mean hardcore roots yeah, yeah. foundational people yeah like like Johnny Osborne you know who I knew as a friend bumpy I mean uh um you know uh Jackie me too okay. Leroy Sibbles mm-hmm. stranger Cole yeah, stranger you know Cole, I mean yeah. I could I could call names and that mm-hmm. that are sort of might be on the fringe a bit yeah, yeah but absolutely. they were but, but they're very instrumental yeah, yeah Joe Cooper you know um uh you know Joe Gibbs you know studio mm-hmm. uh, a lot of great and they're all based in Toronto at that time yeah okay they were wow so there was action there yeah yeah, yeah. I mean when Leroy Sibyl played in Toronto or I mean there are a lot of other bands that I'm not calling like Truths and Rights and Messenger and Satellites that were really good Canadian look you mm-hmm. probably heard of some of them yeah, yeah. good Canadian bands mm-hmm. which I was they were contemporaries you know yeah and Toronto had a good force but yeah I came into that I came in going to see these guys mm-hmm. you know like I said the, the, the Leroy Sibbles and the Jackie Me Too and the you know 
and they, you know, those, 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 you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but uh, see, that's a beautiful thing when when a city can take you in, but it already has a scene. There's action. Yeah, there's a fire yeah, in the air. You know, yeah. there is something going. Well, on. Jamaicans are different people. It doesn't take them long to like control the vibes. <laughs> where they, are. They, they, they need to express themselves in their way. Yeah. You yeah, know, it makes to sense. speak their way. Mm-hmm. So I think other people coming to Canada, other other Caribbean, they were kind of like, I'm from Trinidad, by the way, but mm-hmm. you know, Jamaicans, they, they treat me like as though I'm a, one of their representatives yeah. because of being on the reggae so long. Absolutely. And I respect yeah, you know, them you know. a lot, yeah. even more than in a certain way than do the others because they respect me again mm-hmm. so much. I'm kind of yeah. being in the reggae, you know, they're like, or any one of those reggae musicians, Jack Cutter or Absolutely. Melody, I mean you know, they're like my brothers, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? For sure. I mean, go back a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I came to Montreal from Toronto, they embraced me in a second, the first reggae band, yeah. Sealer. Those Russell, I love Russell, hearing Russell. that. I wasn't even long dressed. I was just, you know, and they, they, they just hugged me. Like I was appointed, mm-hmm. anointed by those guys. Yeah. You know? That's one of the things I love about Jamaican reggae uh, uh, scenes and stuff is one thing, there's this misconception. Okay, I, uh, let's say I was younger than me. I'm 25-year-old white kid. All right. And, uh, you know, my friends would be like, oh, you're into, you know, because I came from a, the, the country, like a farm, you know, so there wasn't a lot of reggae and stuff around there. And then they're like, oh, he likes reggae and stuff. Like, where does that come from? And uh, one thing I always thought was cool is that in my music, I have different influences. I have rock and roll. I have reggae. I have ska. And, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to be tr- very true and uh, to all the different mm-hmm. influences uh, I have around me. And one thing that I always loved about the Jamaican community mm-hmm. is even if I played a song that just had a part of it was reggae. Mm. Or a part of it was punk rock. Well, They're always like, oh, it's cool you well, take l- it, listen, the music listen, to travel, you listen, know? Listen, guy. It's what you bring to the table. That's I mean, it. your dad, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He played in... Played in Heaven's Radio. Yeah, one of the reggae bands or yeah, something. Yeah, out of Ottawa, yeah. Absolutely, Heaven's Radio from Ottawa. Well, you know, like, what I'm saying is, it's what you bring to the table. Like, when I was in Toronto, like I'm telling you there, there was a guy called, um, who was it? Yeah, there was Jackie Mito. Mm-hmm. No, um, who was it? Uh, um, I don't want to play guitar. Ernie Smith. Okay. You know, one of the first concerts of reggae I used to go see. Yeah. Ernie Smith, you know. And he had a guy called Paul Kobe mm-hmm. playing guitar with him. He was a white guy. Okay. You know, you know, in reggae, we, 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 one thing about Jamaicans, they're serious people. Mm-hmm. Like Buddhists. Yeah, absolutely. But, but, they, but if you make them smile, you'll see the smile on their face. Yeah. yeah. And it comes from the heart. You know, yeah, it was always it was always about what you bring, mm-hmm. you know, you know, to the table. Yeah, like and 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 what Paul Colby was one of the first reggae guitar players. He was a white guy, but he was the sidekick to like Ernie Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. I, you I know? like how and 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 like you know that, that that's what it was. He was the guy for the job, yeah. and even like here in in in, in um Danny. Mm-hmm. You know? Danny Rebel. He was on the not show. Danny Rebel. Oh no, not Danny Am, um, who played with a band called JR. Uh, I don't know. Rock in the sixties, we have a, had a phenomenon and and seventies, mm-hmm. almost like the rock guitar player was the white guy in the tear up jeans. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like who was kind of a freak, almost. Yeah, yeah. Jimi Hendrix style for sure. And yeah. He had his place then. Mm-hmm. I remember my first concert. Like I went a few around nineteen seventy two, seventy three in mm-hmm. Canada. You know. Yeah, yeah. But one of the first ones was at a Holiday Inn with Johnny Osborne, Bumpy, who's a very, you know respected art. Yeah, respected artist. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I remember it was at the holiday, you know, a very posh gala, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and the band walked on. Dude, I freaked. <laughs> I freaked. You know why I freaked? Yeah. Why? Those guys had towel hanging out of their pocket. Yeah. You know, shirt button up, one style up. <laughs> you know, they were looking Just like... everything be odd. Pants, yeah. yeah. Pants roll up, like one side up. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's like, Wow, this is the holiday in and yeah. So I say, that's rude boy. Mm-hmm. That's rude boy style. <laughs> it was almost like everything disrespectful. Yeah, absolutely. Like in a certain way, you know. Yeah. And when I saw Bob Marley actually spent an evening around Bob Marley, mm-hmm. he was the same. Yeah. Kind of like had a shirt roll up, and I forget his shirt was rolled up the same way, one yeah. side. The socks different colors. Well, well, Bob Marley was a simple guy, you know. He uh-huh. he, he, he showed these things in in more in dialogue than in in. But he he, he was a rude boy, you know. Yeah, he, man. he was yeah, definitely that, a rude yeah. boy, you know. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah man. No, but um, no, it's a. Uh, I mean, in Toronto, there's a guy called Whitey Dan. You know, he used to be around, like back in the day, you know. Mm-hmm. And he would come around, and and I have friends like this too, you know. I've known, you know. And he 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 when he started talking, he'd be like, 
yo, I, what go on? Yeah, yeah. With the eyesight. You know, and like, you're watching him, you know, and you're trying to understand if he's real, but it's so funny and it's so real that, you know. Yeah, man. I remember Whitey Dan, and you know, if you call him Whitey Dan, you know, like, I mean, you know, we don't we don't shy from calling you what you are. No, you no, know? exactly. Yo, it's like, like Cali, you know. Or <laughs> Big Belly or One, yeah, yeah, one, one, leg, one leg Joe yeah, or whatever, man. you know. I love That's it. That's one thing. We, we don't really, you know. Yeah. You know, but just that it's that uh, one thing that distinguishes you from the others, right? Yeah, yeah, Becomes yeah. part of your name. Whatever you are, you yeah, know? Man. And you don't so anybody call it Whitey Dan, you know? Yeah. He didn't mind. He No, you it's know? fun. So anyway, but I used to see him on like I would see him on like Queen Street and stuff and spin you know, and he would he would he would call out to people like oh! So <laughs> so I'd be on like um, Queen Street and Spider you know, and he'd be like a block away and he'd psych me up, you know? Yeah, yeah. In Toronto, by the way, they respected me as a reggae musician. If you go mm -hmm. to like, um, I don't know, York University did some stuff about the history of reggae. I'm the only Montreal artist mentioned there because I played the bamboo. You're one of the only people I know that won a Juno Award, my friend. Well, I didn't win. I was actually nominated. Mikey, nominated. Mikey, Mikey was, um, Mikey won and Mikey, stuff. And, uh, Mikey Dangerous. Yeah, Mikey won. Dangerous. Yeah, I thought it was. I, was, I wasn't I was, sure though. Yeah, but but I, I'm happy to just, I yeah. went up against Nana McLean, a woman who had been around long before me. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, so yeah, I don't yeah. mind. I, I really, you know. And I, you know, in Toronto, the reggae is at a height. So yeah. they include me for some reason in a lot of the stuff that they do down in I'll Toronto. I'll tell you why, because you got a ton of soul, my friend. Yeah, but <laughs> I know the people there too and all yeah. that stuff. No, you, you got to hang out, right? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. And um, it's a great city too in yeah. certain ways. You know, oh, we were absolutely. talking before, but in the musical aspect mm -hmm. of it. And Fantastic. It's kind of like, it really is, you know, a mm -hmm. great city musically. It I took mean. me a while to warm up to Toronto, I think because uh, I didn't know where to go in Toronto. You for just for go, years, you just go downtown, dude. Well, well, that's it. But yeah. now, like from doing shows, now I know yeah. where I am, and now I've grown to love Toronto. New York you know? and Toronto is like that, you know. If mm -hmm. you're on, on a weekend and you're not sure what to do, you go down to Dundas Square or yeah, yeah. the Harbour Front. Yeah, yeah. kind of like that. Montreal, I was just playing Montreal, at the Bovine Sex Club. Really like that, you know. Montreal <laughs> is becoming like that. Yeah. You know, the places are not like I said. The gentrification has allowed for more a different administration. Mm -hmm. So you know, you don't really, you know, like clubs like um, CG. CBGBs yeah, yeah, or, New York, yeah. or or even the, the bamboo yeah. and you know the, the the clubs here in Montreal that were you know they're not no longer you know I know yeah. I know there's so yeah. many that are gone I mean I, I played the Fufuni Electric about I don't know six months ago mm -hmm. and the guy you know there was with a friend yeah. and there was almost nobody yeah and yeah. Um, the guy saying we want people to come into the room and nobody would come you know and it's a yeah. great room the sound system oh, yeah. is still amazing fantastic sound the, system the, 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 the room is still the same dark mm -hmm. but contained uh, yeah, yeah. right for like, oh, a, like any it. kind of show yeah that's you know some of my best trips are it's crazy dude yeah. first you know? time I ever ate a pot cookie was at Fulfin Electric yeah. I was dancing away dude. and I ate a pot cookie yeah. I remember it when it hit I took dancing. that big step then I was dancing dude the song system on a, oh, yeah, like, like a wrong, place to go like around like like 11 o'clock on, like yeah, on, on any night was just the, the, yeah. you know I the song it. was and you could go alone and eat, and, you know, just yeah, be, yeah, be yourself, yeah, yeah. And meet, your meet people, and yeah. I mean, in the nineties, that was an amazing place. I loved it, you know. Yeah, and I still do. I, I still do. I like. I don't get too discouraged yeah. because I could get discouraged, you know, with venues closing and stuff. But you know what? New ones are gonna pop out if the people want yeah, it. Yeah, Whatever the people want, they'll make. I was, I was always in the plateau, you know. So you know, I saw since nineteen eighty one. So I kind of seen the plateau, uh, mm -hmm. kind of really well, and the changes that have been and stuff, and. uh you know, um, I, you know, I mean, I, if I go up uptown, like up, uh, you know, plumbing down and stuff and yeah. walk and walk around now and even back then, you know, I mean, every two minutes I'm seeing people who I know and even in the plateau too, but in NDG, because they don't see me as much as like, Kali, I go, I go on the bus and they're like, Hey, you know, yeah, like, so, you know, it's like not even back in the day when, you know, you had like the mirror and the hour and your picture, yeah. you, know, you know, like the community kind of like, it, we really miss that, don't we? Dude. It, it, it was freaky, you know, like yeah. because everybody sort of like knew who you were. Yeah, and we all and, hung and, out. And on so when you go when you stuff. go out, yeah, everybody, that's Kali, you know, that's yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, it, it was I loved a, it. It was a the Gazette, you know, like you yeah. you your pictures in the Friday Gazette, you know, and the whole mm -hmm. of Montreal. Even if they don't come to your show, there's a certain between 1995 mm -hmm. there and 2003 ish there, right around there. It was man for me anyway. Yeah. That's when everything yeah, was. was hopping there. You yeah. know, it was fun. Well, that was it. Yeah, you have different periods. You yeah, know? exactly. And when you live long enough, you know, you, you see these things. <laughs> you have different periods, you know. Um, of yeah, course, man. I told you the 60s and and mm -hmm. then by 1971, everything was over. Well, okay. And, I mean, and uh, you, then 1972, uh, you moved to Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Everything was over. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I say the Beatles were broken up, Jimi Hendrix was there, the civil rights movement was over. 
shot people were shot Malcolm X Martin Luther King yeah. I mean the hippie movement was over so like 1968 and 69 was like glorious years of of uh you know the revolution Absolutely, you know yeah. the cultural Liberty, revolution the, yeah. you know and then like um by 1971 it was done mm -hmm. to the point where I think In a way, the movement was silenced. Some of the movements. Mm -hmm. you know, I wouldn't get into which ones and stuff. Yeah, There's something with globalization of movements that take away from the essence of it. But mm -hmm. I won't get into that. That's a different story. I understand. And, and you know? it's a matter of opinion and where we come from and yeah, all that all kind that of thing. Stuff. I, I yeah, totally yeah, understand exactly. it, you know? Exactly. And plus, I was yeah. born in 1971. And everybody rallying for their rights too. Yeah, when yeah. they see rights are being... You know? Oh, well, yeah, when they're getting squashed. But you were able to stand up at that period in time. Yeah. Today, I'm not sure Nobody's if it, it would have been the same thing, Nobody, too. Well, the way the police deal with it now, they've gotten better at back reacting. Then, back, then, back then, for the black people, it was always that way. I mean, you had guns and dogs and stuff around yeah. you and bayonets to your head and stuff with yeah, yeah. the average match down. You no, know? we're talking the heavy shit. Right? Yeah. 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 The tanks would come out and they'd run over you in a second and shit. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I feel But you. still, the people were marching. With, with bayonets on their head, they were still, you know, two sides. Yeah, you know, they didn't they were, let it stop. And dogs, they were still marching. It was yeah, a different yeah. time, dude. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like now. No, no, absolutely. Um, let's bring it back to music for a second. So you here you are, young man, he moves to Toronto. Mm -hmm. He's full of fire. He wants to play some music. If I'm not mistaken, you play guitar, you play piano as mm -hmm. well. I've heard you play piano and very well. What did you start? Like, did you, what was your first uh, connection into a band in, in Canada? Dude, um, well, like I said, music was, when I was a kid, right? My aunt was a piano teacher, a classical yeah. piano teacher. You know what I mean? I, I remember, I can remember exercises like, uh, yeah, minuets yeah. and all kinds of like, for Elise, you know, mm -hmm. my aunt, you know. Yeah, get all anyway, the arpeggios in there. <laughs> yeah, well, I, but this is what I would hear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Know? And I love the pianos. Mm -hmm. Anyway, one day she got a new Baldwin piano imported from, from the UK. Wow, that must have been special over there. Well, back then, 1960, whatever, you know, you importing a, a Baldwin from the UK. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's a big deal. It's a big deal. You know, yeah, man. You know, in perfect condition. Yeah. And she was living in a village in Coover, you know. Uh -huh. So anyway, to make a long story short, I loved Joe Beam, mm -hmm. and she was playing that stuff again. The early stuff, you know? Um, and I climbed up on the piano, but I put my foot on the place where she's, a, the book, the, yeah, book, yeah. the little piece of wood that... Yeah, the, the bar that goes over the keys there. No, the piece of wood that holds the book up. Oh, okay. Yeah, There's yeah. a little piece of wood yeah, yeah. that yeah, holds yeah. the actual yeah, yeah, book up. And it has a little lip on it, so the... Piece, yeah. yeah, yeah, I understand. You know? Yeah, yeah. so anyway, I broke that. Mm -hmm. on the new piano so she looked at me and she go damn you don't you ever touch this piano again and I must have been about three or four years old oh, man. so all you want to do is touch that piano because she said no right yeah no it's not it's just that I thought like wow my dream to play music is done <laughs> oh no that's sad <laughs> but it wasn't it wasn't no no not at all because it was always wrong you know like yeah. at 16 I think I took it up again the guitar mm-hmm um, because my big brother was a kind of, you always have one of these kind of weird big brother genius. He was yeah. in science and whatever. And mm -hmm. He was, he would play guitar, but he would play guitar. They would get together like Saturday mornings with his college friends. Mm -hmm. Not in, and not, they didn't have bands. They would just get together in a, in a garage. Yeah, to play some music. To play some music, yeah. to jam some Beatles songs. And they didn't want more of it than that. Because mm -hmm. there was, you know, I don't know if that makes sense to you. It, it, it makes perfect sense to me. And I, I think, again, that brings back to, what the essence of it is to begin with when people are thinking you know as they're first learning their their instrument that and they're already making plans of making records they, yeah. they, they're skipping a large part yeah, of it yeah, you know yeah, what i mean yeah. the, the yeah. first thing is the connection that's yeah, what yeah. a band is friends you want to play stuff music with friends, somebody friends and stuff yeah, yeah absolutely and they weren't great musicians hmm. but it was highly inspiring to us that our big brother when he goes see him started wow he's jamming in a band yeah and they, those kids were weird they were like I said, in school and studying science and so, so mm -hmm. they would learn guitar in a day or two or play the chords in like <laughs> five minutes and play a Beatles song in like 10 minutes, you know? They're oddly intelligent. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that, that's who they are. But they, yeah. they weren't considering themselves musicians or anything. Mm -hmm. But to us, we would look and say, wow, my brother's in a band and shit and like that's so fucking yeah. cool, you know? Yeah, Excuse yeah. me, language, you know? No, <laughs> but anything goes here. Yeah, yeah, anything. Yeah. <laughs> but um, when I got to, I think I was 17, 16, 
I started to play again in Toronto. One of the great musicians in Toronto, Mojo, I don't, um, from a band called Truths and Rights, one of the first and best reggae bands oh, really? of the time in Toronto, you know. You know, he's from Trinidad, you know, mm -hmm. and he showed me one or two chords and one day he just gave me a guitar. It's weird how life is, you know. Yeah. And up to this day, I said, why did he give yeah. me such a good guitar? Yeah, yeah. And that guitar got broken in an argument, not between me and somebody else, but between my brother and his girlfriend. Oh, boy. You know, like, uh, in between them, you know. And then the, the guitar, guitar paid the price. <laughs> I've had a few guitars destroyed like, yeah, yeah. With, with people arguing. Somehow the guitar just... Yeah, in the wrong the, place, wrong time. But it's the attention thing in the house. Mm -hmm. So so it's kind of like somebody might go to pick it up and then the person say, oh, not the guitar again. And yeah, the guitar yeah, yeah. gets in the middle of every fight. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I've had to have arguments with people I had to put my guitar aside because they don't want me to play my guitar because diverted attention. You're not my listening, relationship you're not with listening my to me. You're not listening to me and stuff. So you get to have to be. Yeah, um, man. Oh, I, they feel almost jealous of it. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, like I've had my relationship with my guitars mm -hmm. longer than any other relationship I've had. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so I understand even my legs sometimes like, oh, you're going to be playing, spending the night with the guitar again. Yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. it's like that. But my guitar sleep on my bed a lot. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Because I pass out. I'm so tired. Yeah, it's yeah, still yeah. there. Just, you know? yeah, and it's easy to be just, you know, yeah. really tired and meditating. To just, For sure. You know. So what? Uh, no, no, no. But I'll, I'll, I'll finish the story. So yeah, I couldn't yeah. play when I was young. So I started at 17. And anyway, a friend of this same other guy, we were all friends. He came one day. I, I just, I was playing for like maybe four months. Mm -hmm. And he said, uh, I learned, I think, Black Magic Woman. Yeah, yeah, Santana. Maybe girl from Ipanema, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. And he came, he's a, you know, he just, his dread and stuff, you know. Yeah. Just started to grow. And it was a time of, you know, I mean, you know, reggae in the, just starting to blossom, you know. Yeah. So, internationally, you know. Mm -hmm. So he said, Let's, let's form a band. I said, but I only know two songs. <laughs> you know that same old story. I said, that is Black Magic Woman and yeah. some other song, you know that. He said, don't worry, you could do it. The same guy who I told you the story about the guitar. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know? So I said, he said, you could do it. I said, but do the, you sure? He had he more confidence it. than you. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. You know, and he wanted it too. Yeah. We made our first band. Cool. A three piece. Yeah. You know, the only way to make money in a band, three yeah. pieces. No, but it was just that, you know, we were good friends, like hanging out together. So when we like, we hanging out all the time and, mm -hmm. you know, so it was just back, back those days, it was, it was different from now, dude. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you a story. A typical evening, you'd come from school or work. I was going to the university early at 17 or 18, at U mm -hmm. U of T, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and they loved me, you know, I don't know, from when I was young, I, I was loved, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they pulled me in always into the bands, you know, somehow. I think it's because I was into all kinds of different things. Like I told you, yeah. they kind of had a lot of respect and still do, you know? Yeah, for sure. So anyway, when you go to a rehearsal them time there, mm -hmm. right? In Toronto with these, I tell you, with the vibes, you know, the reggae vibes, you know, strong. Yeah. Um, we had a cook, for example, just to give you a perfect, he had a cook. Yeah. He never played reggae before. Box right. Um, rest in peace, box right. Um, a lot of my brethren who are, you know, mm -hmm. the old days, they, oh, yeah, they, they, they're gone, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, if you, we come from work and we, you know, cook food and we chill them and, you know, mm -hmm. them days it was like that before you practice and stuff, it was a whole Rasta vibes and yeah. read the Bible and, and the yeah. whole thing, you know, the way so it you get it, it went, it went, it was, you know, it was when you realize, you know, everybody cherry and, mm -hmm. you know, it's a, it's, but you had on, on lookers, the guys who on the side, yeah. and if you missed a day or two. One of the guys who was on the side would be on the instrument. And when you yeah, come back, you lose your place. When eh? you come back to Rios again, yeah. you have you be starting up looking at that guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, no, you gotta keep your spot, man. Unless you're band. really super good and they really, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, you gotta keep and and the guy who was on the side who never played before, yeah. He would have been practicing in the day. Yeah. And the and the the the, the leader don't really mind because he's getting an extra guy even on the side. And the leader, the, you know, the best player in the band. The one that's actually there, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Step one is you got to be there, you know. Anyway, Box Wright turned out to be one of the guys who was our cook, and he came and he sat on the drums, and he turned out to be one of the best drummers in Toronto. Amazing. We couldn't get him after a while. He went with Leroy Sibbles and started to talk with all these big, yeah, big yeah. musicians and all these guys. <laughs> we couldn't get him, yeah, I, he, you know. And that was a, that was that was how it was, dude. Yeah. After all these years of playing music, do you still uh, find inspiration for writing new songs as well? Are you still into the writing side of things? Yeah, but I am. Um, I'm kind of really into studying to a lot, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so a lot of it is studying. Well, that's it because you, you, you've you done a lot of different uh, school uh, things as well. When you're saying studying, I know for a fact because we were talking right before the show that you're into mathematics, well, uh, theology. I'm a Concordia. Yeah. You know, I went back to school about, 
I don't know, eight years ago, mm-hmm. eight and a half years ago, I went to Dawson and did, because I did all that when I was young. Yeah. For 35 years, I did not go to school. Mm-hmm. I was on the road playing music and, you know, yeah. three times a week and you, stuff. You, that you put kind, in your time kind of in 35 years. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Kind of, yeah. It was more intense at certain times, depending yeah. on the manager you had. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, different things. You know, and you and your life, you know, yeah, and what's man. going on, you know. Yeah. Um, Getting back to the story. Yeah. I don't want to forget. Where were we? <laughs> well, we're about to talk about um, that not only in music, but also that you're studying and going to yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, because so I, I, I learned something new about you today on the van ride over here. Mathematics, yeah, well, 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 yeah. I went back to school um, to Dawson mm-hmm. because they told me, well, after if you have left for more than five years in Quebec, you have to go back to college and do what you call uh, the, the A-level or the prerequisites for university. Yeah. So I did, in two years, I did two and a half, I did those 13 or 12, 12 courses or whatever mm-hmm. was compulsory for. So I, anyway, I got it. And my, I kind of wanted to, wasn't sure what I wanted to do, maybe physics, chemistry, something, you know, like, yeah. but then my highest mark in college was mathematics. So I yeah. got into the mathematics department, but Mathem- mathematics is super, it's super, it's super difficult. Like yeah. I have about maybe two or three courses left in it for mm-hmm. the major, for the, you know, yeah. math major degree there. And, um, along with the theology, like I told you about yeah. a double major. And it's, it's taken me a little while because those, those Bro, courses are huge project. Those courses that in maths that I told you, sometimes the courses that you push aside because they're so hard or that you didn't do too well at one point, you got to do again, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I'm at that point, but I'm going to pin it down because I'm so close. They sent me a letter the other day saying, you're due to graduate soon. And I don't even <laughs> want to pay it. I just want to do my work Yeah, because I'm enjoying so, it. I find that so inspirational that, uh, you know, we're not young kids anymore. Mm-hmm. And here you are, you're like, I want to go back to school. Mm-hmm. Because I, I always think a man or a woman or anybody for that matter that is always learning throughout their entire life. These are, are some of my favorite people in the world. A lot of people don't go mm-hmm. back and study new things or start new mm-hmm. things later in life. And mm-hmm. stuff. That's very phenomenal. Well, I, all, I was surprised. Well, you, you develop a whole new circle of friends. Well, I yeah. Mean, I, I am in jobs now where, you know, it's because of these young people, you know, the mm-hmm. older people are kind of, they're in their ways. Yeah. But the young people are, Hey, you want to do this job or you want to do that or you want to, you know, it's always, sub, mm-hmm. you know, leave me, look at you are younger than me and, yeah. and you're calling me because my activity level is just, we're on the same, Absolutely. you know, musicians in the same city, you say, hey, yep. Kali, you know, so it's yeah. like, because I'm, you know, you, you see mm-hmm. me, you know, and you have yep. friends on Facebook, some Absolutely. people, my age don't really want to be on Facebook because it's right. just, you know, I, I love being in communication with mm-hmm. the younger people. Well, and, it's, and it's cool, they, they're like, they don't even believe my age and shit. Yeah. Like, but if you want to stay in tune with society, it's important to know what the youth are thinking. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. If not, I find I like so. a lot of artists that are, don't talk to the youth, they become irrelevant. Dude. Because they're not living the same thing anymore. Dude, you know? once every six months or maybe four months, so I turn on Virgin for uh-huh. like a week. Mm-hmm. I mean, the last time I turned on, it was like songs like, like by what's her name there? Um, Ariana Grande. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Next. You know, it's funny. I, I know all their and names, all but stuff. I can't tell you one pop you know, song. Who, I don't know who, no but, pop but songs. I, 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 as a, as an instrumental player, and I, I listen to like Virgin for four days and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just to really hear what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. To get a snippet of what's going on. Yeah, honestly. yeah. And I'm telling you, there's some great musicians. The content, sorry, the content and the style of expression it's not always maybe what I'm, but when I listen inside of the music, mm-hmm. I mean, most of the musicians in the, in the States are really great. They're yeah. coming from gospel churches, mm-hmm. but they're doing a prescription kind of music. They're looking for formulas yeah. that fit the pop stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. know, but, but when you listen, when you're a keyboard player or guitar player, mm-hmm. like you are, you know, and you listen, you, you, you're hearing some good, some good stuff, some good shit. There's always something to find, yeah. right? There's some good shit in there. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you find since you started studying mathematics that it uh, affected your music at all? It's always been about music. Yeah. Uh, mathematics and music. The, 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 the music, life is all about waves. Mm-hmm. You know, this table, it's made of waves, but mm-hmm. they're tightly bonded. In other words, they're almost in uh, stagnant vibration. Mm-hmm. You know, the mode of vibration is very, you know, and then like, fire if i would have lighted a fire then it would change yeah absolutely. the nature of the waves the vi- it would even change in, in terms of what it looks like mm-hmm. because the radiation the the waves are different mm-hmm. and the content of it is different so anyway to make a long story short if you take your guitar yeah there mm-hmm. and you take you know you know those double dots 
Yeah. On the 12th fret? Yeah, absolutely. The octave, yeah. That music is represented by the first seven seven numbers. Mm-hmm. And the ones of prime denominations other than that. Okay. Um, um, I could explain more, but yeah. for example, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. If I take, if you take that guitar yeah. and you take that double dot stuff you see on the 12th fret, that's mm-hmm. half the length of the string. The ratio yeah. of one over two. Mm-hmm. And if you go to the B on the E string, yeah. that's the fifth. It'll be two thirds of the. Right. So it's all ratios. It's all ratios, mathematical yeah. ratios of the first yeah. seven numbers. B note, seventh fret, E string. It's called, it's called something, the harmonic overtone series. Okay. Most musicians, I would say about maybe 2% of the musicians are completely aware of this theory, mm-hmm. but it's the, how waves interact to give, to formulate themselves to make chords yeah, you know and sure. um, consonants and dissonances and and, and resonances harmonic resonance it's a mathematical mm-hmm. phenomenon in other words yeah. and I mean what I just said to you about the half the length and the two the, you could think mm-hmm. about it when you're making music yeah. I think some musicians uh, I, I think he, you I think it's one of those things that you you kind of know but you forget about you know what I mean because you're yeah. playing you're not focused on it but just but two days just ago I, I fixed the uh, mm-hmm. the intonation mm-hmm. uh, on my uh, guitar what mm-hmm. that means is that you move the saddle of, of the guitar which becomes like one end of the string and then you have the nut which is the other one yeah. and if they're not perfectly yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. set yeah. you know the middle yeah. isn't the exactly. middle anymore you know but exactly. you know, I, I taught myself you know? how to fix these yeah. things you know? like, so that's I, what I'm saying yeah. like um, you know if you look at a wave what it looked like is we call standing wave mm-hmm. um, in, in, in a mode of like what you call the first mode it looks something like um, it looks something like 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 this and we meet at a point and those are that first node yeah. It's exactly half, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, it would be the octave to, if it were to look like one whole, it'll come like, in other words, it'll be two, two kind of like, I don't know if I'm making sense there. It sort of divides itself into halves. It, it definitely and does. And so on. Yeah. And, and, and different things like that. And that's where the, music is a universal language. If you were to meet someone well, on, on, yeah. on, 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 a, on a cosmic planet, uh, 100 billion light years away, they most likely wouldn't understand your, your, verbal expression mm-hmm. but they might understand your music yeah. because of the universality of, of waves mathematics and physics right yes that, that's definitely what, what it all uh, it all is um when you like you you learned piano before guitar if i'm not mistaken right? no i learned guitar first guitar first yeah yeah, yeah did you find it uh, because i tend to think people that learn on piano before guitar usually have a better understanding you know if you no, start guitar it, it, first it, it, you have to catch it, it, it up a bit def- you know? it is definitely better in a way it mm-hmm. depends on how you're thinking but it is you know there's that spread of the octave and you're always thinking about the bass a little more yeah and on guitar and you afford um you can afford like i said that 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 jump mm-hmm. you know um on a piano you can have two notes next to each other yeah on a guitar you can't do that mm. you know you can't play c and c sharp on the same string that's true yeah on a piano you could easily just go c and c sharp so they have their differences and their similarity. Yeah. Trilling on a piano is not the same like trilling on a guitar and all those things, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, there are some essential Guitars get the chicks, though. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I love guitar because you can take it to the park and you can walk around with well, ZZ or piano most like. But pianos are very essential in the studio. Well, and that's kind of what attracted me. In other words, the, when you're the big, in a project you know and bands? you want like a marimba or strings and you want an idea or you just want to, you know, it's easy to, to just simulate and, yeah. and, and and play with the waves a little more than a guitar it's a guitar you know for sure what I wanted to say is that you know really big bands that I'm talking like the Rolling Stones the Beatles and stuff like this it's funny because they always seem to have a hidden piano player that holds it yes. all together. The Rolling Stones, I think, are a great example yeah, of that. Yeah. They have a, they, yeah. I can't remember the dude's name, and I really should, but he he was one of the integral yeah, yeah. pieces yeah. of that band, yeah. but he's not really in the band. Yeah, but he's always there. I, always, I, always, I, arrange, I, I don't know? like that, but, but yeah. I, I kind of understand. Piano mm-hmm. is a very valuable thing. And sometimes the piano player is a little more eccentric and he's kind of a little more extroverted. Mm-hmm. He's a little more of a musician. Yeah. Like, absolutely. In, in some of a technical way. Yeah. And he kind of don't really want too much to be like just. Like he's more at home, kind of really working shit out. Mm-hmm. For me, it's kind of like more. I I write used to write my own records and mm-hmm. do my own stuff. So I wanted to play all the instruments. Yeah, because I'd be in the studio and I'd be like, I got to add this, you know. So yeah, I play it, you know, for sure. Or I've been in band. I still get feelings like I've that. I've been in band so long. This is kind of like how I learn a lot of my. I've been in band so long mm-hmm. that touching the piano was just yeah part of being in the room. 
For sure, for sure. You know, and, um, the, and the keyboard Did you player. always sing as well? Like when you started your first bands and stuff? Yeah. You sang as well right from the start? Yeah. yeah. Because I always find like a, you know, some singers play, or sing, sorry, much better when they're not playing an instrument. And some people have it where they're able to play an instrument yeah. and sing really well at the same Mind time. Mind you, at one point, one of the guys, yeah. the brother of the bass player who I told you, mm -hmm. we'd be in the room, right, rehearsing. At one point, the same first band. Yeah. We'd be in the room rehearsing. And I'd be singing and my friend, and he'd be in the corner. Mm -hmm. And we discovered he had the better a better voice than all of us. Right, right. And he became a singer for a while, but he died shortly after that. Oh, shoot, yeah. He, we actually had to take him because, and he had a personality and everything, yeah, you know? Yeah, Some people Back just then, have he had the high, the high shoes and shit. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Was the one he got the like, platforms on. Yeah, yeah. He, and, 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 <laughs> He's and, like, ready for really Saturday got, night. Got pants. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, man, I love it. <laughs> he was the guy, and he was like, always smiling and yeah, yeah. gold tooth in his mouth yeah. and shit like. I've always yeah. been drawn towards the yeah. characters, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we had a guy called Ivan in that same band. We'd be playing in Quebec City and Chicoutimi and New mm -hmm. Brunswick. We'd be traveling from Toronto. Yeah, Toronto yeah. bands were like on a train. You know, like, the they all would be on a, the same circuit, like, you know, things mm -hmm. like that back in the day. Yeah. Um, there we had this guy called Ivan. Remember when he first came, he taught me a lot. He played harmonica, but I didn't really consider him to be a real musician. And he wanted to join the band when it was expanding and we kind of auditioned him and he came in and he sang, he had a really long, he's Indian and he had really long dreads down to the ground. Mm -hmm. I used to call him Cousin It. I don't know if you know Cousin <laughs> yeah, yeah, It. Yeah, I know what you're talking from the Adams family. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, we'd be on stage, dude. <laughs> and he'd be down on the floor like singing and I couldn't see his face I couldn't see his body his hair his dress would be covering him completely <laughs> but I would see his eyes looking at me through a little in the smiling while he's singing yeah. watching me and smiling really looking at me seeing what and I started to love this guy and I realized sometimes you don't really choose who's coming in your band you just kind of yeah. look at everybody carefully and you see what they bring to the table and if it's fun you know you kind of it's got to be fun, right? Yeah, it's got to be fun. Yeah, man. You don't want a serious person who's just kind of just, you want fun on the road and you want, that's why I always have girls and guys in my band. I always kind of, yeah. you know, because I find having the girls temper the band, the women, I should say, temper the band. You know, when we're in the yeah. road, if it's all guys, it's like, dude. It's too much. It's too intense. <laughs> serious fight if, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, if it does, you know. Yeah. And with women, it's always a kind of, the guys are always on the, Balances there a little yeah, bit yeah. there. I, I understand that. I, I, I really do. But Unless I, you have a great bunch of friends who've known each other for a really long yeah. time. and B Bands, yeah, always have yeah. their discriminants. Like any yeah. family, right? Yeah, yeah. If you spend, you know, Canada's a huge mm -hmm. country. I, I Like our next show, I have to drive nine hours just to get to the mm -hmm. show. So you spend a lot of time yeah. in a van, you know? Yeah, no, <laughs> you no, really no. do. One of the young girls, as a matter of fact, uh, Amy, she, she's from out west. Mm -hmm. um, on one of our tours, yeah, we were passing, going out west. And she said... um. I want to tell you guys something. The last rehearsal, she looked at us and she said, I want to tell you guys, uh, we're enjoying ourselves now and we're all excited about this, but in two weeks, we'll be hating each other. <laughs> and she was the youngest one in the band, the drummer. Yeah. And I look at her, I stopped the music. I said, they were playing, you know, I said, guys, hold on. Stop, stop what you're doing. I'm a little older, you know. Stop, stop. Listen to what she said. Amy, can you say that again? Yeah. She said, I just want you to know, guys, to know in like two weeks, we'll be all hating on each other. <laughs> and dude, I tell you, I like, two weeks when we were like, oh, you missed that stop. You were supposed to take that exit. Yeah. And I want to pee and you didn't, you know. And like, people really vexed with each other. I said, guys, remember yeah. what Amy said? Yeah. You know, so let's not, you know. It's a true thing though. I mean, yeah. when you spend that much time or once you start doing road work, I mean, you know, this, a simple thing like stopping a pee, it becomes or a miss, or missing Or missing um, an exit, you know, <laughs> yeah, and having to drive absolutely. an extra, extra 45 minutes or yeah. not sure if you have enough gas. I don't know how gas, they did it without GPS shit. back in the day. <laughs> or not, not know if you have enough gas or not where the next exit is. And okay, yeah, yeah and the maps and shit. Yeah, yeah, it was terrible, <laughs> dude. I remember going to like Florida one time and uh, somehow... We drove all the way to Nashville, mm -hmm. which is like about an hour and a half, 90 minutes, because he took the wrong turn, you know? Yeah. So we had to go to Nashville and come back, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but um, and I, we were worried because we were on the edge of the, you know, like we were supposed to get there 10 o'clock and I think nine mm -hmm. o'clock we were oh coming back from Nashville and Atlanta. So we have like and a half an hour late yeah. for the gig, you know? Yeah, yeah. And the first day in the States, That's there stressful, down in South, yeah. you know? Shit, well, I think we played in New York and then, but we had to do a gig in Florida. So, anyway, yeah. it was stressful. Yeah. But luckily, God is on our side. Yeah. Jai is on our side. Just as we kind of came across into Florida, I looked at my clock. Oh, I saw the time somewhere and I said, 
dude, what time is it? Somehow, the time zone you ch- you change time zone change back, and we gained an hour. <laughs> You're lucky on that one, man. Hey, Kelly, I have a guitar here. Yeah. What are the uh, chances of me getting you to sing me a little song? Dude, I just started to talk. I could go on forever. Yeah, right. Yeah, but anyway, no, it's okay. We we do this again. Yeah, man. You want to play me a little song, or you in the mood? Yeah, man. I know, right? There's so many options. Yeah, man. It's a big tune, but it's very reggae. Cool. But oddly enough, I go into jazz. There's a part of it where we do. I I do that a lot in my music. Yeah, I go all kinds of, all kind of places. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah, for you sure. Know? But that's I the mean, beautiful thing about reggae and ska yeah. is it allows you to do that. Yeah. For I mean, sure. we actually go into like a, you know, walking bass and shit and like mm-hmm. triplets and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sure. it, it contrasts really well, you know? Yeah. But this song, I wouldn't probably get into it here. But. You got your volume on the bottom of, oh, sorry, here. Let me turn the, uh, yeah, here, one second, sorry Me say yo, feet off a dance, your feet off a dance. Feet off a dance and you feel give yourself a chance, yo. Feet off a dance, your feet off a dance. Feet off a dance, you feet take a little chance. If you light up your ganja, you may no star. Button up your chalice and love rasta. My brethren and my sistering don't fight. Cough! My brethren and sistering unite. Hear me now. Got to really stop this fighting. Jaja children got to think about uniting. We got to really stop this fighting. Unite, unite tonight. I night, I night, all right. Peace street if we sign up tonight. We got to do it while the session is right. Are you feel light up your chalice? You may now star. Burn up your ganja and love rasta. My brethren and my sistering don't fight. My brethren and my sistering unite. I hear you feel blazed. Blaze it. Blaze every day. You got to blaze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You roll it and you turn it and the bags are on the floor and then he twist it and he turn it and he talk it up some more. He said he roll it, he smoke it. The bags are on the floor and then he twist it and he turn it and he talk it up some more. I miss a bad man, stop all your fighting. All you never going for siege your life. Then go and stop all your warring. All you never gonna see your light. I miss a youth man, stop all your fighting. Fall, you never gonna see the light. And if I no want for see, if I no want for see the light, I hear you feel blaze. Yeah, 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 yeah. All, all night, every day, and night, every day. Walking on the street, you come that make you feel like joy from your heart, and it take it to the soul. Kelly come around, man, he got it in town. Louis T spread the vibe, you know it's going down. And Kelly's in the house, man, he don't know shit. I'm the man, better let it go with it. Always something to say, always something to play. My man, Kelly, come to save the day. I'm the bad monster born of fighting. I'm never gonna see the light. I miss a youth monster born no warring Cause I'll never gonna see your life yeah, Never man. gonna see Kali, yeah. thank you for hanging out with me tonight What you got going on? You have anything coming up? Well, I think I'm at Katie Broom like next week with some friends here yeah. At Katie Broom? Broom yeah, yeah, in Montreal Yeah. And I have some stuff I think some things are Concordia But it's probably private for some students. Yeah, man uh, Yeah, I, I play from time to time But, you know, it's just you're yeah, a lifer, my man. It is. it is what it is, you know? A lot of respect, a lot of love. Thank you. Love yes, you. I. Yeah, man. Wow. I'm so happy I got to have that time with no, uh, Callie. It's fantastic just getting to know him better and, uh, you know, the way uh, he's operating and doing his thing. And what a talent, man. 
Anyway, just absolutely fantastic. Um, thanks again to our sponsor uh, over at InPrint. Go check him out at InPrint.com. Call them up. Tell them K-Man got, uh, sent you. And uh, yeah, I got a whole bunch of podcasts booked up already. It's going to be an interesting year coming up. So don't forget to hit subscribe and that bell thing. And uh, see you all soon there, friends. Peace out. Oh, K-Man, no, no shit.